Welcome to the CFN Podcast. All right, what's going on, guys? This is the CFN podcast, and uh, it feels really good to say that. Um, I haven't done one of these in a very long time. I actually checked my Instagram, and I think the last time I did one was December 9th. All right, that's a long time ago. So, a lot has happened since then, um, and I'm going to go over everything, but I really haven't had the words or, quite frankly, the confidence to tell all of you uh, what's been going on. And not that I have to or anything like that for your validation. Um, it's just that I feel like certain things should be said because I've had so many conversations with people about moving or what to expect or, you know, doing that thing that they've been wanting to do for a long time. And I also checked how many uh listeners we have and we're almost at 3000 i think i think right around like november ish thanksgiving we were at 2000 and i haven't checked any of the statistics for my podcast since like today so i wanted to humor myself and lo and behold i had like 580 new listeners and uh it's just it's insane and i'm just sitting here smiling with you guys and talking because um I'm just grateful that even when I don't have the confidence to come on here and, and talk into a podcast, you guys still come on here and search Spotify or Apple Podcasts for for this podcast and you listen to it um, because you guys want to, not because I'm asking you guys to. I would never do that and you all know that for those of you who have listened to a lot of my episodes by now. So um, today's going to be a heavy one. I want to get my point across about how my mind has changed a lot since coming home from South Carolina because the last podcast I did with you guys, or no, 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 a couple podcasts I did um, a while ago was before I moved to South Carolina last August. So uh, my mind and perspective has completely changed on a lot of things, Uh, but the concept is still there. It's just the approach, the self-awareness. Um, the mind change, everything like that is just different. Um, and it's because of new people that have come into my life, uh, actually going down to South Carolina and coming back, but we'll get into all that. So, um, episode 30 was my last episode and it was recorded on December 9th. I actually have it here and we're coming up on four months. All right. That wasn't my intention. So I apologize. All right. But I think the the wait is worth it. So a lot has happened between now and then, guys. Uh, I want to keep it relevant to the topic today. So it doesn't really turn into a therapy session. But before that, I do need to fill you in on some things first that's happened because it has been four months and a lot of shits went down. (laughs) Okay. so today's podcast is called uh, Trust the Detours. And if you're like me, you're someone that is really good at like one thing, right? We're comfortable in our position, we get really good at one thing, and then we're scared to do different things because it's not what we're used to, right? We, we become repetitive with a lot of our skills that we develop, and then we never want to change, we never want to grow, right? So 
that's why I wanted to name it today. And uh, let's just get into it, guys. I mean, honestly, <laughs> just the meat and potatoes of everything that's happened. I, I mean, I got laid off from my uh, fitness director job in South Carolina on December 4th, 2020. Um, and I was pretty much stranded in South Carolina without much money or time to waste. Uh, it was like three weeks, two and a half weeks or so before Christmas. I barely had any money in my bank account because I was living paycheck to paycheck. And it's pretty much one of those like stories you see in a movie or something where like the person barely has any money and they're just struggling and you see that and you think wow that sucks well that was me okay um the expenses were really tight and I, I ended up having to come home for the holidays and make up some money that way if i wasn't able to get a job in south carolina um i would have the money to break my lease and come home which is inevitably what i did so i worked at a job um made a bunch of money. I'm really thankful for the people that let me in and uh, work there for a couple months while I was home through the holidays. I ended up making enough money. Uh, my mom and I rented movers and I broke my lease and everything like that. I got all my bills taken care of and it's extremely crazy how it happened because it's, it's very unlikely and to come up with that much amount of money that we had to in that amount of time within like two and a half months, um, it's kind of unheard of. So I'm extremely grateful for that, but I'm not going to go into it. That's just the gist of what happened. Uh, and I finally moved home officially February 1st. So, and now we're here. <laughs> but I want to be honest with you guys uh, real quick. And I'm just going to get right into this. Moving away from home uh, that far is extremely mentally and physically taxing. Like if, if you haven't done it, you just have no idea. And that's not a knock to any of you. If you love your hometown, if you love where you're from, if you love living at home, that's completely fine. I love living at home too. But for those of you that do want to move and go out, uh, it's mentally and physically taxing. It just really is. So um, I lost a lot of weight from having anxiety. I had my own grocery bill. I had to hold up a budget uh, week to week, month to month. And it was tough. Um, the anxiety and everything kind of set in. I lost a bunch of weight. Um, I tried lifting as much as I could, but you know, things just don't add up. And you guys are pretty smart to know that, you know, when nutrition and everything doesn't line up like that, things tend to fall short. So, um, a lot of people think that doing moves like this and taking that drastic step, you know, and being dramatic about leaving home, uh, everyone thinks it's sunshine and rainbows because you're probably going to be going somewhere nice like I did, you know, uh, at the beach. So, but here's the thing. You have no safety net anymore. Like, I don't think that's something a lot of people understand. You have no safety net. Sure, I can talk to my mom every single day, which I did. Uh, but when it comes down to it, like when you get home from work or if you have free time or if you're just hanging out at your apartment, it's just you. Like everything comes back to you and you don't have a safety net. Driving to work and you pop a tire, you can't call your parents, okay? You can call them for help to teach you how to change a tire on the side of the road, but they can't come pick your ass up. They just can't. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people don't take into account when they move. And I didn't really do that for some things, you know, myself. So I'm just as guilty. And when you realize this and you realize uh, how hard it is to make new friends and meet new people, which I'm going to go over how hard it was for me in a little bit here, but um, it's really, really hard. So I didn't know how to deal with all that. And what happened was I fell into probably the deepest depression I've ever been in, um, despite living 10 minutes from the beach, you know, because 
a lot of you guys could think, well, CJ, just just drive to the beach, dude. And I did because you guys saw some pictures I posted uh, about being at the beach, and it was very peaceful. And by the way, I got a like a thirty dollar parking ticket. Um, from parking at the beach too early and I forgot there were meters. So, you know, my peaceful morning at the beach with my coffee turned into $30. So <laughs> that was just one instance. But anyway, um, when you do move and you do get a job, everyone's probably experienced some sort of burnout, right? And I'd be alone on the weekends and I'd be so burned out from work because as, as a director, I was at the gym for probably, you know, 11 to 12 hours a day. And it, it was amazing because I got to work with amazing people, obviously. But when it comes down to it, like I said, it's just you and you. And you get burned out easily. And I would just sit there and um, I would just try to try to get up and find some sort of motivation for me to do something. But I always couldn't. And I had no idea what to do. And I knew that the only person that was going to fix that was me. And it was hard, you know, because most of the time when we're home here and we're comfortable within the confinements of our own homes, uh, we can just call our friends, right? And be like, hey, you want to go golfing? Um, you want to get a drink? You want to grab dinner? Like stuff like that, you know? But when you're alone, you can't. And you have to be okay with doing doing things by yourself. And if you're not, well, then these are things you have to consider if you ever want to move away. Because it's going to happen. Unless you move with like a boyfriend or girlfriend or something, you know? So... Um, probably the, the most asked question people have asked me since I've come back for the friends and family that I've been able to see because of COVID, uh, you know, they asked me if I would move back and honestly, guys, I probably wouldn't unless, you know, I was with a girlfriend or a wife or, um, something of that nature. But I'm going to go into this a little bit more in detail later, but you got to appreciate what you have where you're at. And I know that, you know, for me, Butler PA is nothing, really. Um, not because of the people, just because of the opportunity. Um, but you have to appreciate where you're from. And I'll talk about that later in the podcast. But anyway, um, some of you guys may also think, you know, well, social media and working at a gym, it's so easy to meet people, right? Um, it's very hard. And this is the part where I'm going to tell you guys, for me personally, this may be you as well. It may not be, okay? This may not pertain to you, but uh, this is me, all right? And it was hard for me to make friends um, because, you know, my brother and I grew up and we had to step up at a young age and knew it was going to be hard because we were with a single mom and we didn't have a choice. So we didn't have anyone to regulate or deregulate our emotions with, um, even though our mom made our house basically the safest place on earth. She's amazing, you know? And when you have that, you kind of, you, you want it more and more, especially as a kid, right? But she wasn't always there. So because she was working full-time while raising both of us, uh, my brother Jake and I had to find ways to help each other with guy stuff, you know? Guy stress and manners and things of that nature that maybe our mom didn't know how to answer. And she wasn't always there to answer it, so we had to figure it out on our own. And, um, of course, she taught us how to treat a woman and be kind. Uh, that won't ever fade. But what we didn't get was a father to show us how to put those manners into action and carry them out or reevaluate our failures if, if, we, if we said something wrong to a woman in whatever manner, you know, because we all kind of mess up sometimes. Um, that's why I've always come off as the nice guy, the sweetheart, the honest man to some people. And 
the reason why is uh, just observing people. Like I'm a people watcher and I just realized, you know, women don't want mean guys. They don't want heartless dudes. They they don't want lies. And I spent so much time molding myself into a man who tried to be the opposite of those things. Um, and it didn't really work out in my favor because, <laughs> especially growing up, you know, the, the girls always want the bad boys, right? And for some reason, they, they enjoy being um, slightly disrespected to in a certain way. And uh, it's just it's just weird. Um but I always stayed patient, you know, never saying things out of impulse to, you know, directly hurt someone, um, my teammates in hockey, or my own family. Uh, my personality bled into everything I did in life so far. Um, you know, whether it was sports, work, friendships, everything. Like, I had the same personality for everything. And that can be good or bad. But for me, in this case, it was bad. So my dad will always be that missing piece in my soul that will just never fit. And, um, I love the guy to death and he's gotten so much better, but you know, never, never truly came around and changed. And sure. I have friends and mentors to, to keep me sane and in check and teach me things, you know, but at the end of the day, it was always me. Like I said earlier, you know, and this patience and personality turned into an obsession with work. And if you know me personally, or, you know, you've, you've had conversations with me, you know, how intense I can be towards work and everything like that, you know, thinking I should do it. So I wouldn't think of, well, let me, let me phrase it as this. I did it because, especially in college, I did it because I didn't want girls laughing at me, calling me the nice guy or, you know, avoid drinking or parties or anything like that. Um, no one really understood me, and uh, before I moved to South Carolina, I, I didn't even understand myself, really. It was tough, and all I knew was, you know, the comforts of my own home and work. That was it. I shut myself out to pretty much everything else there was, and I was never, I was never truly casted out on my own without a safety net. And of course, parents want you to stay home, but sometimes you you have to cut that tie and do it yourself. And I did it just to see what I was made of and learn and to see what family members and friends, you know, truly cared about my well-being so far away from home. And sure, I helped a lot of people in, you know, PA here with coaching and started my own business in college and sold merchandise and it was all great, but I did it because I knew if I failed, my family and friends would still be there to help out. Like I would still have money in my account or a place to stay no matter what. I had that safety net. Uh, But when I moved to South Carolina, it was the first time in my life where I was truly, just truly an outcast, like completely stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, I was an incomplete man who was scared and neck deep in depression because I didn't know what to do. All I knew was work and nothing about life. Uh, Was I free? Yeah. Um, (laughs) could I eat donuts and cookies for dinner without my mom ever asking why or even knowing? Of course, but I didn't know how to do that because my morals and habits were so solid that I put blinders up to everything else in life. I did really. Um, I didn't know how to date. I only had one girlfriend in my life. Um, I didn't know how to socialize pretty much. I didn't know how to make friends and, uh, I want you guys to know that none of these are to blame my family for, but watching my mom work so hard to raise my brother and I while also holding a full-time job really opened my eyes. And I thought if I worked as hard as my mom, then maybe I will get to leave Butler and have a bunch of money. 
right? So I wired my brain to that concept when I was probably like 14 to 16 years old when I started my my first ever jobs, right? Um, without me realizing it, I pretty much created my own demon. <laughs> and it was a demon that slowly ate away at me as I worked two to three jobs all year round, all the time, ignoring friends, ignoring girls, ignoring life, and uh, I didn't care. Um, and I didn't care because only because I thought work would get me further in life than any of those things I just listed. So, yeah, I mean, I do have a, a core group of friends who I consider brothers to the end. Uh, but you, you guys know what I mean. We all have those acquaintances we call friends but never truly devote a lot of time or effort to. Uh, we, all, we all have them. We do. Um, they could be followers on social media. They could be just, you know, kind of distant friends we always talk to but never actually see anything in that case. Um, you know, my, my past actually molded me rather than trying to avoid it. And the stress and the work ethic I saw in my mom as I grew up, um, and the anger I had towards everything, like my father leaving and, you know, leaving my mom out to drive with all of us and the sheer willpower to show her and everyone I could accomplish great things. Um, it, it just, I don't know. It just uh, created this hyper-focused sense of uh, work that I couldn't, I couldn't get out of. And I was just completely neglecting and, and avoiding the one true important aspect of life, and that's just being happy. And although you guys saw a lot of happiness um, on my Instagram posts and stuff like that, it just was never truly there. It never was. And, you know, I'm, I'm able to admit that now because I'm willing to change and learn and grow and stuff like that needs to happen. Really, it does. So um, that's something I really wanted to own up to. And this is not an oh, poor me moment whatsoever. Everyone has their own story, you know, and we all need to put in the work. But uh, something was brought to my attention by a good friend recently. And it was just the subject of toxic positivity. So that's what I want to talk about real quick. Um, because not everyone will carry the same energy as others. And that's okay. So when we have this like hyper-focused uh, sense of anxiety and a high-functioning anxiety, we often put a lot of effort into people that don't give any effort to us at all. And then we get stressed about it because um, we don't know what to do and we think they don't like us, blah, blah, blah. I go through it all the time and it sucks, but it's one of those things we have to understand. Not everyone carries the same energy and not everyone shows it in the same way. And that's just okay. Sometimes our level of positivity and, you know, motivational words can often hurt or discourage others rather than, you know, uplifting them. And I think a really good example that we talked about was when we tell people to keep grinding and keep going and just, you know, keep your nose to it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've said that either on a podcast or in person when I'm coaching people, but, um, you know, people like me are blind to this sometimes due to the lack of empathy or authenticity, uh, which is what I've done for a long time. And I know I preach about all that, but it's something I was missing on my own. So I definitely wanted to own up to that. And you may be doing the same thing as well. Uh, we often hear sad stories from friends, but say, you know, you can do it or keep grinding instead of just listening and, you know, having empathy and just saying, you know what, that sucks. Um, but instead, we support it with some sort of problem-solving skill that we want them to do, but we know they're not going to do. So it just comes down to listening and communication as well. And after having this conversation, um, it made me kind of question a lot of things I've done with coaching or with CFN. 
You know, I didn't know how to differentiate between being a positive coach and businessman and just being CJ. And this might be pertaining to you as well as you're listening to me talk. So if this pertains to you, just listen up. And uh, I wanted to say on the record that if you've ever thought of me as a toxic, positive person in any way, shape or form from Instagram postings, podcasts, whatever, I apologize. Um, it was a perspective that I was presented with recently and you know, I just decided I've, I've changed my mind and I wanted to apologize. And it's okay to change your mind when presented with new information. So as I make more podcasts down the road, I, I want you guys to know that I don't come from a place of motivation, but truly from a place of authenticity and just, and just being genuine. And that's something we all got to work on. Um, so, all right, I want to skip forward and uh, to a place right around Christmas time before I moved home. Um, I actually got a call from my old director at Allegheny Health Network, and he offered me a job, which was the place I did my internship at in 2019. And I was so pigeonholed in the strength and conditioning that, again, I had my blinders up to everybody in college and like right around that time frame. So uh, I was standing in Target one night with my mom. I think it was like December, I don't know, it's a couple of days after Christmas, maybe the 28th. Uh, and we were just, you know, walking around looking for things and uh, doing our target thing, you know. And I just kind of got a call from the director and it froze me in my tracks. Um, and he said two of the coaches were leaving and that he kept my name on a short list all these years. And uh, he had a spot open. And it's crazy how life kind of comes full circle because. I, first of all, I wasn't expecting that because I didn't think he'd really get a hold of me again. Um, <laughs> but second, for it to happen so fast after I got laid off from a job, um, it just kind of shows what can happen and just being grateful. And look, uh, I don't consider myself lucky and neither should you. Um, you guys have heard me talk about before working for free and just creating lasting impressions on people. And that's what that internship was. It was free work, but I treated it like the only job I ever had on this earth. And I think that's why he kept my name on a short list because I showed that I wanted it. And sometimes we have to take that detour to do another job just to come back to the one we were supposed to be doing all along. It just takes time. And when that phone call happened and I accepted the interview, everything kind of came full circle on like, for lack of a better term, the circle of life. <laughs> so uh, it all kind of came back and you know, I did the interviews and I just, I don't know, I was, I was just proud of who I was and the work I put in and something amazing just happened. And I'm just, and I want you guys to know this too. I just want you to be unapologetic about your personality, you know, as the right employers and people will notice and appreciate it. Uh, they're not going to try to change you. They're going to try to use your personality and take it with their system and influence their clients or, you know, whatever job it may be. So Never change your personality for an employer because the ones that, you know, do actually want you there, they're going to take that into account and not try to completely change you. So, um, it's pretty crazy. I'm sitting here with my dream job at 24 and I've been laying low and I haven't really posted about it because frankly, um, I'm kind of done with all that shit for a while. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy, you know, life and doing little things that I enjoy that I haven't gotten to work on all these years because I've been so toxic with work and everything. Um, but it's only come with a lot of failure, depression, anxiety, uh, losing friends, stuff like that. It's, it's just part of the process and I don't regret it, but 
you kind of look back on it and think, okay, there's there's some things I could have done that maybe didn't need to be done until the next day or next week. And maybe I should have went out to dinner with my friends or something like that, you know, and this may be you. So uh, what did I do? I just trusted the, the detours God put in front of me. Um, I took the detour of going to South Carolina, uh, got laid off due to COVID and came back. And luckily when I came back, he got word and I got a call for a new job. Sometimes that's just how it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm not here to tell you it's a magic pill that we all need to take and hopefully just wish for a great job, but it's something you need to consider. So, all right, this is the main point of the podcast right here. This has kind of all been leading up to my message. I know we're about like 20 something minutes in, I think, a little over 25 minutes. Um, So I want to end on this. All right, guys. Um, this is trusting the detours. Uh, I'd be here for hours. <laughs> I would be here for hours talking to you about the right path to take to get a job you want, make more money, just build confidence to go do something you've always wanted to. Um, but again, there's no magic pill. And first of all, I don't even have a lot of money in the first place. So I'm, I'm not in that position to ever give you advice on that. Okay. And I'm not here to give you some BS motivational talk and, if you want that, just please log off of this podcast and just go to YouTube and watch all the edited motivational videos, okay? <laughs> this, is, this isn't me anymore, all right? I'm going to be real, and I made a list that I want to go through with you guys, mostly due to my OCD, all right? I have to make a list for everything, um, but I want to share it, and it's just about trusting yourself, trusting detours you know, in, in your life away from what you think is comfortable, and... I've honestly started this list all the way back to when I moved to South Carolina in August, because when I moved, right, you know, your chest is big, you think you've figured life out, you think you, oh, you finally left your hometown, you're tough shit, like, no, that's not the case, and um, I brought this list home with me from South Carolina, and I just decided to keep chipping away at it to things I think would be important to share with all of you. Um, doesn't really matter what age you are, or where you're at, but I think some of it could be helpful if you choose it to be. All right. Um, I just think it's time to share with all of you. So, uh, number one, <laughs> this is the first thing I had written down the entire time. Number one, stop praying or wishing for things you're not willing to work for. You got to be real with yourself, guys. You just do. Um, and I'm not saying go work 80 hours a week, but progress will never be made if you don't even put forth any effort whatsoever patience doesn't win consistency paired with patience does you just have to take a small step to give you guys a good example when i started getting my merchandise for cfn it didn't just magically freaking appear okay i had an idea and what did i do and this is what you should probably do too if you have an idea for anything just go on google all i did was google um fitness apparel merchandise companies that's all I did. And then all I did was send an email to a company that I liked and their prices looked pretty cool and their designs looked pretty cool and they got back to me and the rest is history. You guys know that. I've been doing this shit for too long. <laughs> all right. I think it's almost been like three years now. Um, but that's just a good example of just chipping away and just doing the small things. That's all it is. Okay. Also, whether it's working towards a job or I don't know, remodeling a bathroom, it's crucial, crucial taking those first steps. You know, you're going to be met with resistance, but it's how we learn to embrace it and work with it and just be okay with changing your route to get there. 
Like what you think in your mind right now isn't going to be the way you get there. And that's not the way I thought about coming back to Pennsylvania at all. So um, I don't think it matters what project it is or what thing you're looking for. You're going to have to change your mind and change your route a bunch of times to get there. Okay. People are going to ridicule you or just turn their back on you altogether, you know, and I want you guys to know you did nothing wrong. You're just understanding your worth and they're either jealous or just don't want to keep up or just want nothing to do with you. And that's okay. It's okay. All right. Again, I'm not being motivational. I'm telling you that this shit has happened to me too. All right. Um, I don't want to support this with, you know, a look at me attitude um, because it usually shows, you know, you're just being, I don't know. I don't know the perfect word for it. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of going brain dead here a little bit, but at the same time, when we develop that look at me attitude, it takes away from what you're truly working on and it takes away from, you know, your authenticity and just being genuine. And that's not the approach you should ever take in front of other people. All right. Uh, number two, and this is one of my favorites, the hustle culture. I think hustle culture is a load of garbage. All right. And if you would have asked me this question two or three years ago when I was starting CFN and working three jobs year round, I would have told you to shut up probably. <laughs> and I threw myself into this vortex when I was young, solely due to the fact that, you know, I thought that's what was going to get me to the top, you know, to be better and to show those around me that, you know, I was superior and I can accomplish all this by the time, you know, I'm 21 and all those stupid goals I had for myself that don't even matter. All right. And obviously that sounds extremely awful and toxic, but you know, I was blinded to, to my own demise at the time. And as I sit here with you guys now, I can honestly say that this, this culture got me nowhere. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I had some pretty cool jobs and my current one at Allegheny health network, but in the big picture, that just means nothing. Like I, I could have, I could have put in the same amount of time, but splitting that time between work and friends or just going to experience cool things, going to concerts, whatever it may be, um, I could have easily done that while still getting done everything I needed to. I really could have. And it's just me being real with you guys. And I just want you to be real with yourselves if your schedule is kind of like mine or you find yourself falling into that, you know, vortex like I did. So um, I think the only thing hustle culture creates is just worry, panic, uh, stress, and ultimately depression in the long run. It really does. And it hit me like bricks when I moved to South Carolina because I realized everything I'd done, I've done up to that point, it didn't matter. Because now I know nobody and I don't have a safety net and I'm on my own and I got to go back to square one. So um, I just think those are all the things that it creates. And I work so hard to get out of Butler only to find out no matter where you go or try to avoid, you know, happiness and self-care is always the answer. It always is. And this is something I've always avoided because I thought to myself, all right, well, self-care sounds like taking breaks. And I thought taking breaks was, you know, for chumps, right? And I wanted to be better than everyone else at the time. Um, but I've had a really good friend recently enter my life to show me that, you know, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to enjoy time. It's okay to listen to your body and take care of yourself. I started to question a lot of things I was doing and realized, you know, it is necessary to enjoy breaks, um, sleeping in a little bit longer, or just eating some junk food. Like, eat the damn cookies, people. Like, what the hell are you doing? You know, enjoy yourself. Um, unless you're really, really, really just dialed into a competition for, like, bodybuilding or something, 
um, just take a chill pill and eat the damn food, honestly. So um, that's something I've been working on a lot, and it's just it's relaxing, and it's nice. And if any of this sounds like you, please stop. Take a detour of your own personal self and just try to give yourself a break. Um, and I never gave myself a break for years until now. And people have been telling me, you know, to do this. And they have been telling me to do this for a long time. But until you finally venture out and get broken, you don't know how sweet and simple some things in life are, whether it's living at home or not. Um, it's okay to put down your phone, your laptop, your headphones. You know, it's okay. I'm not going to try to be a dad here and tell you to get off the technology, right? Um, but I'm telling you guys, it's nice. Um, learn a skill that doesn't require tech like writing. Uh, it's something I've been doing a lot of. And just go full speed ahead. Take a detour of what you think's normal. It, it, it might just save you guys. I'm serious. Um, money will come and go. So please stop worrying so much. Just enjoy yourself. That's the hardest concept I've had to embrace. And um, it's tough because we all like money and we all like material things to some degree, no matter how much we tell people we don't. Uh, it's okay. It's really okay. But in the long run, money's going to come and go, man. It's nothing. All right. Um, I want to end the podcast on my third point. Uh, I think this is the most important one. So I'm going to wrap it up here. And that's the leap of faith. If you guys listen to my podcast, you know I did a podcast before I moved to South Carolina. Uh, and it was literally titled Leap of Faith. But, all right, but everything feels different. Before, it felt like I was speaking to you from a place of happiness and motivation and success that I was finally leaving Butler, but, uh, but now I come from a voice of perspective, uh, real-life feelings, and just, just gut experience of working in the trenches. That's what it is. Um, I'm trying to come to you as a big brother, a mentor, maybe to some of you younger kids, and just a friend. You know, not some coach or expert, okay? I'm neither of those things to a certain degree, and um, I don't want to be labeled as those things. So I'm just merely talking to you guys. Uh, but the bottom line is, if you don't take the leap, you have no business judging s someone who has or wants to, okay? All you can do is support someone. It's scary. I, I really know it is. Uh, to think that you could just pack up, leave, and find a job somewhere where you've always wanted to uh, live at. Uh, the thrill of the thought just gets me excited again talking to you guys. It really does because I do miss Charleston and the beach and the people I met there. They're amazing. Um, but when we're too scared to jump, that's when we need to do it the most. And that's what I did. Uh, but here's what I did wrong, okay? I didn't have a plan. You know, God opened the door for me with opportunity, but he can't help you put a budget together, understand taxes, or know if you're going to make it or not. You know, sure, we rely on faith, but faith doesn't pay the bills to survive. A plan does. If you are someone looking to make the leap, whether it's moving, trusting someone to start a new relationship, or just begin a new hobby, do it. But do it with planning and purpose and just being okay with whatever happens and moving on. Um, my perspective about people in life has completely changed since I moved home. Uh, because I took that leap when I did, without any validation from my family or friends, it really opened my eyes to levels that some may never understand at my age unless they do it too. Uh, the, whether it's the way people act, the collective perspectives of life, or really what we value uh, between here and other places, it all changes. Um, if you take the leap, I can promise you one thing. 
It will rewrite everything you've known before and replace it with something so much more beautiful than you guys could ever imagine. It really does. Sure, I don't know. I mean, things are going to hurt. You, you may get made fun of like I did. Uh, people are going to turn their backs on you because they think you're just not going to be successful and they think you're psycho. <laughs> or you're, you're just going to feel like quitting. Um, to be honest with you guys, I, I would be a liar if some nights I didn't cry myself to the point where I wanted to pack my car and drive 11 hours home in the middle of the night and just not show up to work. All right. But in those moments, it was necessary for me to remember, you know, my why, my purpose, uh, the people I love and, you know, who I am. But you'll never have the answer to those things unless you challenge yourself with things that scare you genuinely or just completely different from what you know. And, you know, now that I made it through those nights and I'm back here and I have a job and I'm building my savings account up and I finally get to buy my mom and my brother things that I've been wanting to for years. You know, it feels good. Uh, and because I made it through those nights, I know my why. I know who loves me and I know who I am. Um, and I want all of you to take that leap no matter how small or big it is. It doesn't matter. It could just be going to a store you've never went to. That's how easy it is. Um, it really doesn't matter. All right. So unless you take that leap of faith or go for broke, chasing something you truly believe in, whatever it may be, our definition of fear will just forever loosely be based on anything outside of our habits of comfort we continuously keep ourselves in. Um, I found that welcoming new detours, regardless of failure, success, or relevance to our current lives, is what separates your own growth from what you may think others see you as. Uh, and I would be a liar if I said I never sat on my floor and questioned who I was at certain times or what I really wanted. But the answers will continuously change the more we expose ourselves to new things, regardless if we're scared to do it or not. Different doesn't mean bad, and that's just okay. It's just okay, all right? I have no right to come from a place of sitting on a soapbox looking down on, you know, those who've never tried different. That's not me, all right? It never will be. Um, and I want this podcast to not inspire you, but let you know that it's possible. It's just possible. I moved to South Carolina on a 33K salary, which is basically nothing, in the middle of a pandemic with $2,000 in my savings account, barely, all right? It can be done but I want you to plan better than I did, all right? If your leap is just finding a new hobby, then that's cool as hell, man. I started writing a lot and not paying as much attention to social media, and it has helped immensely, all right? If you're doing something similar, that's a leap of faith to me, all right? That's a leap of faith. Anything that you're taking out of your life and replacing with a positive counts as a leap. It could literally be anything. Just promise me one thing. Trust the detours. Trust the gut feeling you have to follow or do something that you've always wanted to. And even if you fail, it's not always going to look like failure to others, just you. All right? You're your biggest cheerleader and you are your biggest failure. You know, sometimes when you feel like you're failing, maybe it's just life or God bringing you back to where you were supposed to be instead of where you wanted to be. My only regret in my life is that I didn't make enough time for friends in college due to my own selfishness sorry, and toxic work ethic. Don't make the same mistake I did. Text and snap your friends funny things. You know, tell them you miss them. Uh, make fun of them if that's your guys' style like my friend group. We literally tear each other apart, um, but it's out of love, you know, and make the time to drive and go see them. 
you never know when you're all going to be separated, living busy lives and working. And that's what I'm kind of in right now. And it's tough. Um, and being gone for the last five to six months, I lost a lot of time and opportunity with them. So take care of yourselves first and make work second. Never miss an opportunity to hang with your friends, listen to the rainfall, or enjoy just a book or something similar, you know, that's away from technology. Um, take one day at a time, guys. Everything's going to be all right. Okay. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you took something out of this. If you didn't, that's okay too. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. It feels good to be back. Have an awesome day. Tell someone you love them. Bye.